what you mean, mean what you say I'm from the 330, where them boys don't play Say what you mean, mean what you say I'm from the 330, where them boys don't play Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, this is John P. the MC Brand new episode of my podcast, Say What You Mean, episode 5 and you know, I, I've been trying to think of a good way to start episode 5 for a long time But at this very moment, that punk ass officer Yeah, I, I went there Derek Chauvin, I don't know I'm saying his name right Derek Chauvin was found guilty of the murder of George Floyd Three counts, for once, justice was finally served for black people in this country As fun as it is to celebrate, make fun of this punk ass dude for what he did We got a long way to go but overall, it's just like refreshing because for some, whenever I saw that they were going to announce the verdict around like 3.45, I got a text in my group chat saying they were going to announce the verdict for Derek Chauvin. And this this pit of like uncertainty was in my stomach. I just thought, oh, you know, this is going to be another case. You know, they're going to put under the rug and we're going to watch, you know, this trauma and watch them burn up the city and all of that. But for once, they listened. They saw what everyone saw, obviously, and they did what was done. Let's just hope that for once we get some type of justice with these officers, man. I've just been seeing so many videos of officers just over using too much of their power. I, I literally saw a video in New Jersey. Uh, these kids were just riding their bikes through the neighborhood and officers told them they needed registration for their bikes now i've never heard that before but they confiscated the kids bikes it's like yo you, you, you kids can't ride bikes you know we can't put air fresheners in our cars it's just that at one point in time it was like man what can we do you know um what what can we do as black people and today justice was served as it should have been man i'm, I'm just relieved I'm happy for his family, man. I'm happy for his daughter. You know that she didn't have to go in life knowing that her father's her father's passing wasn't answered to. You know what I'm saying? And and now that we got a little bit of justice, you know, it's 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 it's, it's kind of looking a little hopeful, man, because it's a lot of this BS going on. So to get off of that, you know, we got a real, real, real special guest, man. We got a singer songwriter. Last episode we had my guy Trek Manifest. So we're gonna switch it up. We got my homeboy Marcus Wayne coming in on the podcast today talking about his music, his journey as an artist. Just me and the homie having a good, good, good conversation. So tap in with me, man. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that social media. Jean P the MC, J E A N P T H E M C, and go to my website, www.jeanpthemc.com, to listen to past episodes, music, buy merch, the whole nine yards, man. We're going to have a good episode today. We'll be right back. Peace. Alright, yo, 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 what up man, this is Jean P, the MC, we are back with a brand new episode of the podcast, Say What You Mean, and I'm, I got some guests man, I got my homie, a uh, real good dude, he just dropped Wayne's World 2, I've been playing this project more than my own, uh, it's that good man, it's, 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 it's really, really dope, I got my man Marcus Wayne in the house, what's up with you man? What's up man, how you doing man, thanks for having me on today. Good man, how you doing, you, you was on the radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yesterday had that uh, had that radio debut. You know, man. 
Yeah, tell us about that. What was it like? How did it feel to be like I was on the radio? It was pretty cool, man. So um, I ended up, I actually missed it in person, but I had a lot of people tell me about it and they said that it sounded really good and everything was uh, sounding, sounding well. So I got, I was pretty happy about it, man. I got the goosebumps, you know? That's what's up. It's always like a good feeling to get on the radio. That's like every artist's dream, even now, you know what I'm saying, to be on the radio, just to know like masses of people could be listening to you. It's, it's a dope feeling, man. That's that's what's up. How old are you, by the way? Uh, twenty. Just turned 25. Just, just turned, turned 25. 25. That's what's up. When your birthday? Uh, April 5th. April 5th. Okay, so you did just turn 25. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, all right. And you from the city of Kent, right? Yes, sir. Where'd you Boy, go to school at? Uh, Glen Oak High School. Class, oh, you went to uh, Glen Oak Eagles. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> you the Eagles, huh? I went to Taft. I went to Taft, and I went to Taft, and then I went to William R. Day. So I got a little bit of playing local in me. I'm a real three three old kid. Brought have been all over. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, what what was it like in high school for you being an artist? Were you always doing music? Did you start at a certain age? What was it like for you? So I uh, I definitely did music in high school uh, for the most part. Uh, I started at a young age, uh, about five. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I would hear music and I would just like just sing, just go in on everything mm-hmm. that I heard. Um, and I just, I don't know, just stuck with me through high school and adulthood. So I just, yeah, man, I've been real, real heavy into it ever since I, from a young age. So You said five years old? Yes, sir. That's beautiful because I started writing rhymes when I was six. Six, that's what's up. That's yeah, what's man. up. It's some geniuses, man. See, I started, <laughs> gotta start early. Do you have like really? a musical family? Or did your mother or father play any instruments or sing or tell us so, about that? Um, so, my actually, both my parents uh sang at some point in life. Uh, my that's mom, what's up. she was, I think, oh man, she's been singing since she's like, since she was like 16, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, church choir, um, real, real adamant. Everybody in town knew she could, she could blow. So, uh, there was I had that to live up to, you know. Uh, my dad, my dad sang a little bit um, on his side of the family. Um, his sister actually is in a gospel group. Uh, they're called the Horner Singers uh, out of Canton, and they're really, really, really popular in the area. So, that, so you got a bit of a gospel background. Too. That's dope. You got a gospel background. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who are your favorite gospel artists? Let's see what you know, because I know some gospel uh. artists. You know, I grew. We was talking about mm. that with Trek Manifest last week. I mean, he was talking off the record about having that gospel background. So who's some of your favorite gospel artists? Oh, man. I got to say, I got to have Aretha up there because, you know, she's oh, like gee, the queen yeah. of everything. So uh, I guess on the contemporary side, more like uh, Kurt Franklin, of course. I mean, Kurt why for not? sure. Shout out Kurt uh, Franklin. Man. <laughs> uh it's okay to cuss your kids out and still praise the Lord. It's all good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> They'll push your buttons, man. They'll push your buttons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to say my third one's probably um, Ben Tanker. He is a piano player, if I'm not mistaken. So he's on the jazz side of gospel. But uh, it's, it's different. I like it, though. I like it. Okay. So you having that church background, do you remember? It only had to be church. Do you remember your very first performance? Oh man, so this is this is actually a funny story. Please it was tell us. In uh, preschool, uh, we had a Christmas show, and it was actually like so. The preschool I went to was actually at my mom's job. Uh, it was like downstairs, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so we had to put on this Christmas show. And we were putting singing all the classic songs, and um, so basically the um, we had to sing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Right, and I. 
you know, I was ready to, I was ready to go, everything. And uh, it was my turn to sing. My grandma was in the crowd. And I, it was my turn to sing, came up, cried. Didn't even sing a oh, note, just cried. Man. And she came up and was like trying to tell me like it was okay and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And so we just, we sang something else. And then the show was just over. It was bad. It was really, really it was bad. Really- <laughs> At least you was so, honest. You said it was bad. Yeah. It was just terrible. <laughs> And shout, shout out to your memory for your first show you remember being in preschool. Damn, bro. I, I thought you would have said, like, you know, 14. You, know, you went back, like, in the beginning of life was my first performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's tight. Yo, <laughs> nah, so yo, it was crazy. You have any other ones, like any recent ones or, like, high school? I, I feel like you might have performed in high school and you had that moment where you shined a little bit. You ever had, like, a performance like that where you was like, okay, here I am. I can do this. So I think probably my best performance, uh, it probably came like sophomore year, high school, I would say. Uh, I was in a jazz choir uh, called Drifters. Um, Basically, so it's only meant for like juniors and seniors, like upperclassmen basically in high school to join. Uh, I made it in as a sophomore and uh, it was kind of pretty cool. Something to brag about. I I mean, you sang at five, bro. So that, you know, you just flexing (laughs) right now. I was on my way. I was on my way. Yeah. but we did this song, uh, oh, I can't, I think it was called I Love Being Here With You. It was like a, I can't remember who sang it, but it was like a cover made into a jazz uh, standard, basically. And uh, right. so, sort of, I guess it was customary that, like, underclassmen didn't try out for solos, because it was, you know, it was meant for, like, the like the upperclassmen. So, my, my teacher actually let me try out for the solo, because he was like, I think you'll sound really good on it. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to, like, disrespect anybody, whatever, you know. Right, so, right. Um, we do the solo and it's like the last concert of the year. It was like the spring show or something like that. And uh, I'm like already nervous. I'm like, man, I'm probably going to botch it. I'm going to botch it. Like in front of all these like, upperclassmen, whatever, go out, kill it. And um, everyone was like, man, they're like, are you like a senior or junior? I'm like, no, I'm just a sophomore. I'm like just a sophomore. They're like, whoa. That's right. Talk your shit. Let's go. Yeah, That's I, right. I kind of knew it. I'm like, all right. I, I went out and did it. I went out and did it. So that was that was probably like my best best moment that year. Uh, I guess just shining in front of a bunch of upperclassmen. So that was that was pretty cool. Do you enjoy performing, or, or do you need to do more performing, or what's your favorite thing to do, studio or performance? See, I'm a little torn. I think the pandemic kind of ruined me a little bit because I I love performing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I um I really had to come over my like fear of stage fright because like I'm real like I think I'm like a personable guy if you say um but i don't know man i love the studio stuff just because like you kind of it's more of an intimate setting and i don't really feel like i have a lot of eyes on me and i could just kind of let it's easier to let loose i guess in the booth than it is to like let loose on stage but vice versa if you got a person that loves being on the stage it's also easier to let loose when you got a lot of eyes watching you too you know so is that it's a little bit of both i'd say probably studio first and then uh performance second i guess okay do you produce your own music uh i do actually uh my first um i want to say two eps i actually they were fully produced by myself um and i've done some producing for other artists uh outside of ohio uh mainly in like the seattle area uh chicago too so that's what's up man was there ever like a point in music with the grind and things like that? Was there ever a point where you kind of was like, yo, I want to make my own my own sound. Like if you could just come up with like a, a name for your sound, like what would you, how would you describe it? 
Um, yeah, I would say probably, probably like freshman, sophomore year of college. I kind of was in that boat where I'm like, I, I know where I want to go, like where I want to take my music to and everything. And I just needed, like you said, to kind of get a hold of what I wanted my sound to sound like. Um, cause I, right. I definitely attribute my sound to a lot of people like Curtis Mayfield, uh, even like some of the new guys, Gibeon, Daniel Caesar, all that. Um, I guess I just wanted to just make something along the lines of like R&B, like a singer songwriter, I guess, in a way to just sort of something new. Cause like there's so, so many people in the industry right now doing R&B doing, you know, soul, neo soul, stuff like that. So just how do you feel about R&B now compared to like where it was maybe 10, 15 years ago? Uh, honestly, I'd say I almost don't recognize it, I guess. Like I do, but I don't at the same time. Like R&B from, oh man, I guess just not even like, like five years ago, even, I guess it sounds just a little different. Like people are expanding more, like doing like trap R&B and doing like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. Like, like making love in the bando type shit. Basically, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever it is, you know, whatever just, sells. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh, no, I, definitely from 10, 15 years ago, it's practically unrecognizable. Uh, I think about like the caliber of artists. I mean, you had like Usher, people like uh, Babyface still on top. And now True. I'm like, man, I don't, they're just like producing now for the most part. Or you see them like on a, uh, on a feature every once in a while, so I don't know. It's different. It really is different. Do you think, think it's? Do you think it's that people can't adjust to new faces that they're stuck on the traditional like baby face and um, new edition? You know, just arm usher like you mentioned. Do you think people are stuck on that time to where they can't accept the Janaeicos and the Giveons and the Lucky Days and things like that? I think so. Like I guess when you had like the artists you just previously mentioned, like the big, like the Titans of R and B, like they had, yeah. there was like so much stuff, but you knew like those specific artists, like what they were going to put out when it was going to come out. Now it's like, I don't think the artists are like, I don't think they're bad now. It's just like, there's so many like artists now. And it's just yeah, kind of like, lot. where do I start at? Especially like with, when it comes to like the females, like, I mean, like you said, Janae Aiko, um, you got what is it, Georgia Smith? I think now, uh, Anya Day. Georgia like, there's Smith so many dope, people. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, whoa! How do I? Where do I start? Her, cause she's like kind of dominating the charts now too. So, it's just, it's. Oh, crazy. I love her, man. Oh yeah, like, she's good. She's good. She can keep her glasses on forever, bro. <laughs> I hope she never takes them off. Man, if it makes music sure. like that, fire. Man, seriously, <laughs> seriously. What inspires you when you get in the lab? Like when you when you need that bit of inspiration, where you feel kind of stuck. What's your source of inspiration? Um, poetry. I would say for the most part, um, just like every day, just normal experiences, man. Just like I don't know, thinking about like what's going on in the world, uh, art, anything like that, just to kind of yeah spark some stuff. I actually um, one of the main things that kind of gets me going is I have a notebook. Um, and also a notepad thing on my phone where I just, I don't know, I just write about random subjects and I, uh, usually for the most part, it sparks something. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually can get like a, uh, I don't know, just some words or just something like phrases to kind of just get me, get the gears grinding, you know? So for the most part, but yeah, just, just the small stuff, man, gets me going. Nothing, nothing too crazy, you know? Was there ever a point being an artist where you wanted to quit? And if so, what made you want to keep going? Uh, so, yes, 
Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I saw a quote the other day, and it basically was just like, "You're not an artist if you don't feel like you want to quit every day." Amen. And uh, I, I think it was around the time that my, uh, actually not my first, my second EP, I couldn't come up with any ideas. Uh, I was struggling. I was basically, I was getting help from all the wrong sources, all the wrong places, right. and it was sort of just like, I need to like scramble, put something out like now, because like people are like, they're waiting, like, man, you haven't put out anything. And you know, it's been six, eight months. And, uh, I don't know. I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I need to take it slow, start appreciating like the small stuff in life and just let it come to me naturally. And it, over time it did. Um, we ended up, we got the second EP out, uh, pretty quick actually too, uh, since the first one, um, and yeah, just I don't know. I just I think ever since I started taking it everything slow, uh, it's just been coming easier, like natural, you know. So for the most part, when you're not making music, what is Marcus Wayne doing? Because I know you like records, oh, you know what I'm saying. Man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what does Marcus do when he's not making music? Uh, I'm watching Black Exploitation. I'm actually watching a movie. You got me. You got me coolly high. Coolie high. You, you yes, help sir. me. Yes, sir. Yep. You help me get. One of the movies that I enjoy, you know, people laugh at me for wanting DVDs, but I don't give a damn, bro, because they always gonna be there. Yep. I just want to hold it. Yup, yup. So hey, they uh, they never go out. They still aren't out of style yet. So I mean, hey, well, uh, according to Facebook, they are because oh. I said I I told the people, hey man, I'm looking for a DVD. You know, like my girl did that. Like she was, uh, I was like, yo, can you give me this movie off of uh, Amazon DVD, and she was like, you want an eight track player and a tape. Recorder Ooh. too, play me, bro. I was like, damn, can you just order the Mac for me and uh, just continue to love me like you're supposed to? That's all you gotta do. That's yep, it. That's true. That is true. <laughs> nah, man. but what you like to do outside outside of music, man? Uh, actually, now that you brought that up, man, watching movies. Uh, I I'm I'm pretty hip to most of the the good uh, black exploitation films. Gotta say, my favorite Superfly. Hands down. That's the shit. You gotta Ron O'Neill, man. That's where it's at. That's where it's at, man. I don't know, man. The Mac is kind of like I, I feel like the Mac would low key whoop Superfly's ass. You, you know, probably what I'm not wrong though. You, you're not wrong. You know. <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, man. Other than movies, uh, I'm a big comic guy. Uh, I have a lot of. Oh, uh, word. Okay. Yes, sir. A lot of comics. Uh, Batman. Oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Black Panther. Uh, probably my prized possession. I have the first like. I think it's like 12 out of like 20 books of the original first round Black Panther. Wow. Um, other than that, man, wrestling is really big in my life. Uh, my dad got me into that real young. So, we, man. man. I need a wrestling episode because like last, like I told you, last episode, Trek is a big wrestling fan. Big wrestling fan? Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Who's your favorite wrestler? Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a tough one. Probably Ric Flair. I would say Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Just because, like, I, man, all the stuff that my dad showed me was, like, either, like, 80 stuff, 90 stuff. Actually, another funny story. Uh, don't ask me how I remember this. They always tell me this. But I was, like, two, three, something. And I was chanting one of the wrestlers' names because, like, being little, you know, little kids probably shouldn't be watching wrestling. But my dad would sneak and let me watch wrestling while my mom was at work. So here oh, I my am. mom wasn't having chairs on the head. Yeah. Mom was not having that shit. <laughs> here I am going raging as a fan at like like two, and she's just like, "Why? Who's he chanting? What what name is he chanting?" And he, my dad's just like, "Uh, nobody, nobody." You know, it's uh, you was walking around the house screaming, "Woo, <laughs> woo, man!" And she was like, "What the hell is he doing? He should be at the piano." <laughs> 
I probably could have been a little Richard's uh, stunt double or something. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, records you into? You, you, I know you got some rare records, bro, because we was chatting off the record, and you had some heat, and I was like, damn, bro. He got Billy Joe. I don't got that. Yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, if I got a uh, – my go-to is anything like – anything Stevie Wonder. Um Boston, which is like really underrated, probably not That's expected, dope. I guess. But uh, they got a is good Boston sound. a band. I have not heard of Boston. They're good. They they're sort of like a '80s. I don't want to say like techno rock, but they're like a, it's '80s rock. You know, pretty general. But they uh, they I don't know. They have like a good songwriting prowess about them, to where like they're easy to listen to, and like if yeah. you really want to get into them, to sit down and like listen. It's not bad, but it's also good to just like having this background noise too like it's it's just good it's calm so you gotta be a pretty good band to name yourself after a city shout out to chicago yeah too. you know man. what i'm saying like <laughs> i'm gonna change my name to canton and see how people respond to that hey. probably not will <laughs> probably not it, it's worth a shot hey you never know you never know <laughs> nah man but we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be right back with marcus wayne talking about wayne's world too we'll be right back peace Yo, 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 what up, what up? This is John Peter MC. We back with a brand new episode of the podcast, Say What You Mean. Marcus, man, we had some real good talking, man. We was talking about your life, how you have a very strong memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you remembered your first performance at five years old. I, you know, that that just blows my mind. I've never had nobody say, yeah, I remember my first performance was when I was five in preschool. You know, yeah. I feel like it was younger than that. Was it, were you five years old? I feel like preschool was five years old, I right? Think, uh like oh it might have been like four maybe i think kindergarten is like five oh wow I think. oh wow like, wow okay, okay. Oh, not not five <laughs> four get in <laughs> one, like, one down okay. one down one down you know what I'm, saying? I'm I'm gonna just up the ante you know I'm, I'm i'm a sophomore singing with seniors and i started singing at four years old my for my first show so you know yo yo nah it's all good man but <laughs> we gotta get into this project bro because you dropped some heat bro you dropped wayne's world two yes sir yes sir that's hasn't hasn't left my deck yet man i love the vibes of it i love the motive i love the the production i just love oh man it was just i I can't stop playing it it's just got a really good good vibe to it so i want to ask you now what was your inspiration behind the project uh so i would say the inspiration was probably just i wanted to give the listener uh basically just a taste of my world basically like you know just where I'm at in life, you know, just kind of where I want to, where I see myself in the next, um, I don't know, just coming years, coming months and just, I don't know, just giving everybody that, you know, that small taste of me, nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing too, too more, nothing too less, you know. Do any other songs on the project have maybe like a special significance to you, like a story or an inspiration behind them? Uh, I would say definitely floating. Uh, it's probably definitely my favorite off the track, um, off the album. Uh, it was, I want to say it was the first song that I did come up with off the album. It actually dropped as a single in January and, uh, it got a lot of traction, did really, really well. Um, I actually worked with a local producer, um, 
who he's from Canton, but he resides in Columbus. Uh, name's Chris Fonz, actually an up and coming rapper and producer himself. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff, but uh, it was definitely a labor of love. I loved it. Um, and I can't stop listening to it myself, you know. That's dope. How long, how long were you working on it for? Oh man, I would say probably since January. Uh, I wouldn't even say January, probably like beginning of December. 2020 into uh this year so from about december to march right up until right up until release day so you did a few eps this past year how do you think the process is going to be going into a full-length album from doing eps uh definitely longer i know that for sure because uh we're shooting I don't want to do any fewer than like 10 songs, I would say, just because like I, yeah, I want to give the listeners some time to like kind of digest everything and hear the storytelling across like uh, the entire album. So for the most part, uh, I know it'll be longer, um, probably more late nights <laughs> than usual. So <laughs> there's, there's that. So, but yeah, man, it's I'm ready for it. it. I'm ready. My favorite song on it was Daydreaming. That it, it, it literally sounds like a daydream where you just wee. Like you just doing that throughout the whole song, man. I was like, okay, this is dope. When I listened to the project, it was it sounded like an EP, obviously, to me, but it felt like a demo. Like, you just like, okay, this is the songs I'm making. Like, daydream literally sounded like you were just brainstorming, and you were like, yo, I'm going to make this into a song. What was the process behind that song? It was my favorite song. Man, you know that feeling of when you just, like, look out of the window, and you just look up into the sky and the clouds and stuff, man, and uh you just daydream you see seeing stuff go by watching the clouds go by uh watching birds fly by just nature man just letting it you know letting it come to you so so you wrote this before the pandemic then right it was i guess like during the pandemic i guess more probably toward the end i guess or end stages of it but uh definitely yeah because 2020 wasn't a daydream for me <laughs> no 2020 it was, wasn't a daydream for it me, was a so, nightmare you know, like. it was a nightmare <laughs> For sure. More of a nightmare, you know what I'm saying? Yep. It was it was definitely uh a nightmare. It's all good though, man. What what what's next for you? What projects you got coming up? I know you're working on mad music. We're working on stuff together, me, you, and our man Keith Cross. You're gonna yes, keep sir. that on the, on the hush hush though. But what are you working on? I know you got some more stuff coming. So uh I, I can't, you know, get too much away you know, I gotta leave everybody in suspense a little bit. Uh wait and see on bated breath you know but uh i'm working on i guess my version of what's going on i kind of want to work on a project that reflects the times of what's going on uh the i know the Derek uh chauvin uh case just got closed actually a little bit ago by like a day or two ago um so uh which definitely we got the result we we wanted so that was it definitely took long a good enough thing, right but, uh, yeah it really did really, too probably long. too long i think way too long so we got that in the works going um i am going to be co-producing and co-writing for a couple of uh local artists on uh, the area and uh like you said we got a little something in the works ourselves we gotta definitely keep it on the hush yeah. for now but we got it working we got it what's working. your process like in the studio whenever you was getting ready to make this project what made you want to say i'm ready to get wayne's world 2 done uh I would say, I guess for my own personal growth, um, 
I was in a spot where I I just felt like I had a lot of songs that I needed to get out and um it was just the right time for it, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, like everything sort of has its own timing right. and everything. But um I don't know. It just I just wanted to get a lot of personal stuff out and I felt like you know, this is the right time to get it out. So Wayne's World gave me like a, a nighttime vibe, obviously from the cover and just the vibe of the songs. Are you a daytime person when it comes to recording or a nighttime person? Or just being creative in general? Like what's your what's your time of day where you like, okay, here's my ideas? Because so, everybody's different. Like, I'm more creative in the summertime. Like, work, wintertime for me is more like work and trying not to, you know, um, crash in the snow versus summertime. It's like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm chilling, you know. it's I'm, I'm still dropping off packages, but, you know, it's sunny outside, <laughs> but I'm still going to come up with some rhymes. So what's your what's your process like? What's your what's your time of day? I'm kind of with you on that. I think summer summer's probably like summer spring. That's sort of like, I guess that like, new bloom into bloom i guess kind of season where i'm just like all right i got some ideas let's get them out and that's always been like my i guess go-to release days or at least uh least times i guess of the year i'm more of a daytime person i don't know what it is i guess i just like have like a bunch of energy when i wake up and then like halfway through the day or it's like when it gets closer to nighttime i'm just like nope <laughs> i can't record so it's just i don't know i have to be like my, my process i have to be free of certain responsibilities like i have to know i don't have to go to work or i have to know that i clean the house or i have to know that i did the john johnson stuff so i could be john p the mc that way i could just let loose you yep. know what i'm saying and just be the artist you know because sometimes we get pulled in from the artist and the person so what it, it, have you ever had that type of conflict where it's like you got to take care of marcus wayne the man first versus the artist I think so. Like basically when you said about like uh, relieving yourself of like personal responsibilities, like I have to be like work got to be done. I would say I'd have to be off work to be completely right. focused. <laughs> like I can't like work and then be like, all right, I'm stepping in the booth. Cause like, I'm not going to uh -huh. be focused. I'm going to be tired, hungry. Like, nah, yeah. <laughs> so. you gotta be hungry. I Listen, my, okay. So this is something funny. I got to have graham crackers in the studio with me oh that's new that's new i yeah. never heard that before i just i just like grant well i'm i'm flexing like it's a music thing i just like graham crackers bro shit just good no no i like i like graham crackers and i like to have like uh i gotta have candles like a, a one candle not like a whole bunch of candles like on my kanye shit but you know i gotta have like a a decent candle to just you know set the vibe right do you you you, you rock with candles I, I do. I um I never thought about having that in the studio though, but that's probably probably not a bad idea now. I'm about to try it now. It's a fire hazard, but it's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? True. It's all good. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. So uh man, this this was a fun interview, bro. I'm glad I could have you on this show, man. I like to uh I like to talk with like guys that's still on the grind, man. You know our relationship; we rock with each other, and you know always got your back in this music thing. So, what's something that you learned in your journey, like pros and cons? Like, what are the pros of being an up and coming artist? Uh, I guess the pros, um, for the most part, you can't really do any wrong. I guess it doesn't feel like you can do any wrong when you start out. Everything you do just kind of it's on the up and up. Um, everybody's like down to listen especially like if they already know who you are as a person like you know if like they rock with you like you know me and you it's like hey got something new let me let me hear what we got you know so yeah. i think the con is 
um I guess the area, like not enough people are like, oh, mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, you do music, like what do you do? And it's like, oh, we didn't know you've been around this long. And it's like, hey, I could have been mm-hmm. around for like five years and maybe only like 20, 30 people may have known. Like, I mean, just on a small scale, you know. So I guess that's exposure. what I learned too. It took a it took a long time to get like my backyard to be like, oh, okay, we see what's going on. You Yo. know, because sometimes you gotta you gotta just keep putting it in their face. Like I tell guys that all the time is you know, I'm always promoting something. You know what I'm saying? I'm always promoting something and putting myself out there to the people. So that's some, like, game I would give you, man. Just keep pushing yourself, man. Like, just keep putting yourself out there and, and focus on the ones that's going to focus on you. Because if you try to get a whole bunch of non-believers to believe you, it, it's a process. But the ones that rock with you, they're going to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. You know, so just just keep pushing, man. Put keep putting it out there, bro. I mean, you you, you just tell them you've been singing since you was in preschool, and you already <laughs> won them over already. <laughs> nah, already. but man, I like to uh, I like to have my guests in the show by saying something that they mean, something they mean from the heart. You know, obviously, naming this podcast to say what you mean. So, if you could say something that you mean, man, what would you tell the people? Uh, don't stop doing what you love. Uh, love what you do. Don't let anybody change you and just stay true to yourself. And uh, yeah, man, just stay true to yourself. Don't let anybody change you. Cause I guess when you let the outside world change you, basically, I don't know, you just turn it into more like a robot, I guess. And we're all, you know, we're all artists, we're all creative. Do what you love and let you know, share your voice. Marcus, man, where can the people find you at? Plug yourself right now. All Where's right, bro? all right. <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, coming soon. Hey, <laughs> got you, man. Where it's so, uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, just type in uh, Marcus Wayne. You'll find what you're looking for, everybody. My man, Marcus Wayne. Thank you for being on the show. This is John Peter MC. Say what you mean. We out. Peace, peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the three, three, yo. Where them boys don't play, don't play. Say what you mean. mean, mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Oh, where them boys don't play. From the northwest to the northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest. No arguments. Yeah, I got next, John P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again real quick. Uh, I will not settle. These boys is